On today's episode, we hear a story of a banshee from an overseas military base. What do you do when you realize you come across a ghost at a demobilized camp? And what do you do when you come across an Indian on one of their burial grounds? More coming up for you on today's episode of Unexpected Hauntings. Stay tuned. Listen if you dare, as we unfold stories of unexplained happenings and phenomena. Write in at unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com. This is where the unexpected and ghost stories are brought into reality. This is Unexpected Hauntings. That's right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Unexpected Hauntings. This is episode 16, and we are very, very grateful that you guys have joined us to listen to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anything that you're listening to this from. Um, And today's episode is going to be a little different. Um, We're actually going to be looking more into the paranormal side of our podcast and going to be talking about banshees. That's right. In this unique story, um, this banshee has actually been sighted on a, um, what do you call it, a um, camp, an army camp. And uh, it's... A very interesting story and it doesn't really talk much about the banshee but basically I thought I would go through and explain what a banshee is and um, so it just basically it says it's from an old Irish uh, tale and it's of a woman of the fairy mound or fairy woman and it's a female spirit and the Irish folklore who heralds the death of a family member, usually by wailing, shrieking, or kneeing, or keening, my bad, <laughs> shrieking or keening. Her name is connected to the mythological important tumuli or mounds that dot the Irish countryside, which are known as Old Irish. So, um, and they've been sighted since 1825, so they've been around for quite some time. But it's very interesting because he comes across what looks like a person, um, but he takes a closer look and it has long hair and is in the fetal position crying. And he asks, what's wrong and it gets even worse to the point where it's screaming I'm not going to really release much information about that because I don't want to give the full story away but it's going to be an epic story for today's episode because I know we've been basically focusing on ghost stories and that's what this podcast is mostly about but we also focused on other paranormal stuff so I'm very interested in telling you this story also, we have um, for October and Halloween in general, I'm very, very excited about that. I'm working on doing some different stuff for Halloween um, that we've never done before. And 
with that being said, we are not on Simplecast anymore. Uh, we are with Anchor. And I chose that mostly because I want to be able to interview more people on here. And I've been talking to more people and they want to be interviewed. So that's great news. But for October, we're going to be having... Um, I'm going to be talking more in depth with this. So I'm going to be coming out with a little bit of a promo for Halloween. But it'll basically be five weeks. And we're going to be having, each Wednesday, we're going to be having a uh, person to interview. And they're going to be telling their stories. Sorry, my arm just popped. <laughs> they're going to be telling their stories. And it's going to be really cool really neat so I'm telling them you know to tell their most scary stories and some of these are some of my best friends that are going to be telling these stories and um, also my listeners too y'all are my best friends as well so um, it's going to be a great great Halloween podcast episodes going out for five weeks and of course I'm going to be talking more in depth with that as well but um yeah, I just thought I would bring that out there as well. If this is your first time uh, listening to Unexpected Hauntings, welcome. We love newcomers and would love to hear what you have to say about this podcast channel. So write us a review, uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other um, place you listen listening to us from. So with that being said, I'm going to pull up the first story for today's episode and it is called I'm going to pull it up it is called the Yokosuka Banshee and that's the main title for the episode for episode 16 and um, just really excited about this um, because this is my first time hearing a story of someone being overseas and serving and finding something of the paranormal it's really not that common for stories like this like this to come out so here we go guys without further ado the yokosuka banshee enjoy at the time i was serving overseas in the military Overseas in Yokosuka, Japan from 2012 to 2014. Since my time there, I was settled and been there for two years and seeing a lovely girl named Mi. Mi had told me she was pregnant with my child while I was on my deployment. I took responsibility for my actions, so we started a plan. During the second year of my service during the winter, six months since me gave me the news, my ship had been in dry dock for a year, and each ship depending on how large the ship's crew is. The ship had a handful of duty sections, a group of crew members who watched the ship and took care of it while the rest of the crew was off. So as my section was on duty this night, during our evening meal, one of my shipmates asked me if I could sw- if I could switch watches with him, being that my current watch was standing in the freezing cold for five hours. He thought giving me, me this barracks watch would lift my spirits up. It did. I took the proposal in a heartbeat. 
We both let our section leader know of the change. At 23.45, I was on my, on my way to the barracks to watch the barracks from 2400 to 0600. The barracks watch was there for safety and to see what the right people were in their respective rooms. I arrived right on time with five minutes to spare. I bought myself and a person I was relieving a coffee. Thought it would help them on the cold walk home. As the night progressed, I made my rounds every half hour, and when the wee hours of the morning came around, I started to doze off. I was awoken by a resident who couldn't sleep due to the neighbors crying. If you can get that girl back in her room and keep her quiet, I won't tell the supervisor that you weren't sleeping, he muttered, as if I didn't have a choice. The barracks was three floors high, full of people, but at this hour the silence had a certain eeriness to it. Like you could hear your own heartbeat, my footsteps echoed like, it, like I was in some sort of catacomb. As I made my way upstairs, I began to hear sobbing. I shook my head in disappointment. This should be fun, I said to myself. I reached the third floor, and I made my way down the hallway. The sobbing sounded like it was coming from the laundry room. Maybe the poor, poor girl didn't want to wake her roommates, I thought to myself. As I made my way into the laundry room, the sobbing was low, like she tried to hide it. I stepped forward. Miss, are you okay? I whispered. I turned the light on. I saw a young girl sitting on the floor facing the wall, leaning on the washer machine. I asked again, Miss, are you alright? I put some strain on it so she may hear me pass the sobbing. I still waited for a response, but still got nothing. It was late. I was tired and getting impatient. I got closer to her and said, Hey lady, are you alright? I think you should call it a night, I yelled as I walked closer. Just I did, just as I did, the girl sprung up quickly. She looked sick, dark eyes, greasy hair. She didn't look happy, like I ruined her crying game. Before I could open my mouth, she let out an ear-shattering scream, and it just kept climbing in pitch. I get closer to shut her up, but the noise was too much. I collapsed, and the last thing was the sickly girl with her menacing face, staring straight and screaming at me. All of a sudden, I woke up in the office where I watched the cameras. I would write it off as a bad dream from the eating gallery food, but I felt different. I felt cold. I was never left, I never left the office for the rest of my watch. A week later, I got the news from me. She told me that there were complications with the baby. She had a miscarriage. I couldn't help that the young girl in my night terror and the miscarriage could be linked. I'm back state, back state side now, and the experience has left a major impression on me. P.S. I have a knack for running into these strange events. I have other stories, so please let me know. Signed, Giggs.
So that was the story of Yokosuka Banshee. Um, and it's interesting to hear other stories from different um, different uh, platoons and different places that people are being stationed at. Because some of these places are quite frankly um, haunted as hell. Um, and we're also going to be hearing another story about a haunting at another place that someone has been stationed at. Um, and it's pretty interesting as well. Um, and it's called, let's see, um, Ghost Soldier in Class A. And it's about a soldier, ghost soldier at an abandoned um, setup that they have to stay at. Um, and hauntings that happen when you're on duty or when you're um, at work, be it the Army, um, Air Force, whatever branch, um, you've got to keep an eye out. And some of these ghosts can be pretty menacing. Um, excuse me. And this guy uh, runs into a, clearly it's a banshee um, because it says that it goes up in pitch and people cannot do that. I don't think I've ever met someone that can do that. I'd be pretty impressed. Um, but I'd love to know more about that story. I feel like there's not that much meat to the bones of that story. But um, I thought it was interesting that it he thinks that it pulled a supernatural meaning to it. To where it gave his wife or his girlfriend at that time a miscarriage and um, that could happen and that's a pretty sad story I'm sorry to hear about that um, Giggs that wrote in I'm pretty sure that's just his uh, that's just his nickname I don't know what his real name is um, but yeah let us know what you think um, right into unexpected haunting 739 at gmail.com and if you guys don't have anything to say about that or uh, anything else, we're going to go into the next story, um, which happens also as a guy is on duty um, in the Army or military or whatever branch it is. Um, some of these stories, they don't really give details on where they're at, which I'm pretty sure that they're doing that just you know, to be on the safe side. Um, but anyways, this next story is called Ghost Soldier in Class A. And um, it looks pretty crazy because he comes across a soldier that's a ghost um, and doesn't think that um, that he's still, you know, dead. And some ghosts, you know, they need that clarification. And that's why they're still lurking around today. I think they don't think that they don't know that they're dead. If um, could have sparked something like that, if you know your death happens so fast and so quick that you can just um, not expect it to be death. And um, it's just very interesting stuff. So without further ado, we're going to go into this story. And it's entitled, Ghost Soldier in Class A's. 
and joy. It was in the middle of April 2010, and my unit was back in the United States from Afghanistan. We were were demobilizing at Camp Shelby. Everything has been going well at Camp Shelby at this point. The days were relaxed, and I was actually getting full night's sleep. And by full, I mean about four to five hours compared to the zero to two hours that I was getting downrange. But there was this one night I woke up in the middle of the night. It seemed to be around two or three in the morning. I felt that I was awakened by something. Something other than just my usual insomnia. I believe that I was awoken by a feeling that something was about to happen, but didn't know what. I looked around the barracks, and I didn't see anything, but the feeling was still there. I stayed awake for a few more minutes, scanning the room before starting to drift back to sleep. As soon as I fell back to sleep, from out of nowhere, I felt this insane amount of pressure on my chest and saw a man with a pale face, black combed over hair, with Vietnam era class A's pushing down on my chest. My first thought was, what the fuck? I was paralyzed, literally. I couldn't feel anything below my waist. I had this tight knot in my throat that kept me from being able to yell out or say anything. My legs had this numbing feeling, and no matter what I tried, I couldn't move them. It took me a second to realize what was happening, and when I did have the realization of what was going on, I freaked the fuck out. All I was able to do was just stare at this man, holding me down, making it hard for me to breathe. He finally let off my chest and began what seemed to be violently shaking me, by grabbing my shoulders. Although I wasn't moving, this shit seemed like it was going on forever already. As he was shaking me, he started yelling something, but it was inaudible. Mouth just moving, no words coming out. At this point, the fear began to subside and was being replaced with pure anger. I just looked at him and mouthed the words, Get off! As he was shaking me, his manacled the manner subsided and he stopped to look at me with a look of confusion I mouthed the words get the fuck off me I began looking around just to see if anyone else was awake and seeing this shit but there was no one no one that I could see anyways so after mouthing the words the ghost then stood up walked to the foot of my bunk stared at me for a few seconds with his head cocked to the side still looking confused turned around and faded through the wall after a minute I pushed the blankets off which were completely drenched in sweat I was trying to figure out what I should do if anything the night silence was horrible after that the sounds inside the barracks were amplified my guard was up and there was no possibility of any more sleep that night I've only only told my wife of this, but only because she had her own encounters with spirits. I still think about it now and then, 
choking it up to being fatigue from all the stuff we did before and during the transit home. Or maybe it was just a nightmare. A very vivid and realistic nightmare, to be exact. I just don't know, though. I'm still not qu quite sure if what I went through was real, but I do question it quite a bit. So, what do you do when you um when you realize you're being choked to death by a ghost? Um that is a new one. I haven't heard a story of that of someone being choked before, I don't think. Um and um here. Excuse me, got to got to wet the whistle here. <laughs> um but uh yeah, so it's pretty cool that he shared that story with us. He only shared it with one person, and that was his wife. Because, um, you know, you shouldn't keep anything from your wife, right? You're supposed to tell him everything. So, even including ghosts. And she had encounters with ghosts, so he said, why the fuck not? Um, and his reaction would be exactly what my reaction would be. Get the fuck off. Um... If you're being choked to death and you can't breathe, then get the hell off of me. Simple as that. Um, and it was a soldier in a Vietnam outfit. That's what it looked like. Yeah, Vietnam era class A outfit. And um, it was one pissed off spirit. Um, and I'm glad he's able to get that thing off of him. And... It's funny because it reacted to what he was saying when he mouthed the words. Makes me wonder if he couldn't hear the ghost and the ghost couldn't hear him. So he just had to mouth it and it worked. So, um, very interesting story for today's episode. Um, hope that you guys have been enjoying these stories. Of course, write in to unexpectedhaunting739 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your stories. We're going to go on to the next story, um, which we're doing four stories today. So we're going to be going into this story called No One Believes. And um, it's a pretty cool story because, I mean, the title gives it away. No One Believes because, you know, he tells him about ex his experience, his his or her experience, and no one believes it. Um which is always the case with all this stuff. And on Unexpected Hauntings, we believe it. I want you to know that. Um, there's no discrimination on this podcast channel. We all um, believe what you guys are saying um, to an extent, you know, because sometimes some people say it just to get attention. So, um, but anyways... I'm going to quit rambling on and go into our third story, and it is entitled, No One Believes. Here we go. I remember when I was around the age of four, my family and I lived in a small apartment on the fourth floor, which was pretty high. 
The apartment was full of stupid people like drug addicts and other low-life criminals. There were no other kids in the unit, so I mainly spent my time playing with toys. One night, after my mother turned off the lights for bedtime, the whole family went to sleep. I woke up in the middle of the night around 2 a.m. I was pretty thirsty, so I was going to grab a cup of water from the kitchen, but as I was pulling off my blanket, I heard noises. Noises coming from the other side of the house. Being a stupid toddler, I didn't think anything of it, so I got up and walked out of my room. The moon was lighting up the room through the open sliding door to the veranda. But then I came to the terrifying realization that the sliding door was supposed to be closed. I knew this because I was the one who closed it before bed. But at that moment, I heard those noises again, and they were coming from the kitchen. I put two and two together and realized that someone was in the home. I tried tiptoeing to my parents' room, but I looked behind me, and what I saw scared me. It was a man, a man in a costume. He looked at me and grabbed me. He was pulling my hair and putting his hands in my mouth, but I broke out of his grip and ran to the mother's room. I was too scared to say anything. The next morning I told my mother everything, but she told me it was just a wild nightmare. I tried to tell my dad, but he said the same. Only I know what happened, but no one believes me. I will never forget that sack he wore over his head. And the thing that still bothers me is how did he manage to get to the fourth floor? The door was locked, and so were the windows. So did he climb the entire building? If he did, why me? This is my true story. So we got a story of a break-in. Um, this really isn't much of a ghost story, but it is pretty creepy. Um, and there's still that wondering question: Is how did they get? How did he get up to the fourth floor of the apart apartment um, without being noticed? Now that's that's a big, big question because fourth floors, you're gonna hear them gonna hear him going up the stairs um and um yeah that is very interesting so it says that he has a um a sack over his head and stuff so you know basic um stereotype um burglary um like i said again not really a ghost story but um still pretty terrifying um someone grabs you and puts their hands in your mouth that's kind of weird um i guess they could be doing worse things like holding a gun to your head and stuff so that um that's good that that didn't happen but um anyways sorry that wasn't much of a ghost story but uh it was pretty creepy and what can i say i throw in stories um that all of my listeners send in so that was a pretty cool story um 
that Cammy sent in. Um, and I'm glad that everything's okay. Um, doesn't really say um, if she called 911 about this or anything. I would have. But uh, glad that you're safe, Cammy. And uh, thank you for writing in that story. Uh, we're going to go into the next story for today's episode. Um, and actually, it's going to be our last story. And it's of the episode is called Indian Ghosts. And actually, I haven't gone through this one yet. So it'll be interesting for both of us to read through this. I normally do a read through of each um, story and kind of try to break through the story and pick out pieces that I want to talk about and all that kind of stuff. But this last story was just kind of a last minute story that came in. So um, it'll be different. It'll be new for both of us. So without further ado, we're going to go with our last story today. It's called Indian Ghosts. Hey all, growing up I lived in a house my parents built out in the country. My brother and I would tend to wake up in the middle of the night and sleep in lazy boys that were in the living room. Well, one morning my brother told me about how he had woken up to sleep in the lazy boy, but while entering the living room, he thought he seen a full-blown Indian headdress and all sitting at the dining table, staring directly at him. We all blew this off to childhood imagination. One day, though my father was using a ditch witch to place a water line in the ground for the pool, everything went fine without a hitch. Our father instructed my brother and I to go pick up all the rocks turned up from the machine digging. While doing so, Lee, my brother, picked up a clump of dirt that had a rock, brushed it off, and go figure, it's an arrowhead. I never would have thought people before us lived nearby enough to hunt. To this day, I still have no idea what to believe. But with all that I've seen and know, this is kind of an odd one. Never heard of anybody meeting an Indian before. Let me know what you think, and thank you for reading my short story. So it's not always um, always a time when you get to see an Indian ghost, um, which very well could have been because there were their house is on a Indian burial ground. Um, this happens quite often if you um, live near a burial, Indian burial uh, site and don't know it. Um, a lot of people have done that. Um, I know I've read up stories about the Trail of Tears and how whenever they would die on the Trail of Tears that their body would just decompose into the ground and that could stir up some negativity and um, some evil Indian spirits, for sure. Um, if people just 
you know, knock that off and build a house on top of it, um, that could disrupt anything and can cause a lot of problems. So I'm thinking that where they were building that pool could have definitely been a burial ground or a hunting ground. But um, anyways, guys, I was going to bring up to we just switched from simple cast to anchor. And what's different about anchor is um, you can actually call other people in into um, phone calls and such, and you can record conversations. So with that being said, I'm going to be looking for some people to interview or to get some stories from for our special Halloween uh, event that's going to be coming on in October. So let me know if you're interested. Write into unexpectedhauntings739 at gmail.com or uh, send us a message on our Facebook page. We would love to hear from you guys and would love to have some of your stories and, if possible, call you guys up and um, just have you guys share your stories. Share your ghost stories and your creepiest ones too. And you better bring it because it's going to be an epic, epic um, time for October. And I'm not going to expose the name of the October event, but um, it's going to be pretty cool. I'm really, really, really excited. So if you're interested, uh, shoot, shoot us an email or shoot us a message. And um, also... Um, us being on Anchor, it's not going to change anything. We're still going to be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, probably won't be on SiriusXM anymore because they haven't partnered with them yet. But um, it's going to be very interesting. We're going to have some, some um, sponsors and possibly, possibly, don't quote me on this, we're going to get some merch going. Some, uh, some hoodies. Or beanies or something like that for the colder weather that's going to be coming up soon. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Because I am tired of all this hot weather. So anyways guys, thank you guys for tuning in today's episode. And we hope that you have, you have a great rest of your day. Thank you guys.